0: Good evening, (laughs) and welcome to the 51st episode of Downtime Podcast. Alisa, how are you?
1: Uh, Doing all right. Um, If the the sound is different on my end, I'm on my work laptop currently, uh, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing well. It's a late Wednesday evening for us, so uh, yeah, so let's get into it. Let's get into it. What have you been playing so far?
1: Okay, so I played Detroit Become Human the demo.
0: Saw that? How is it?
1: For so for one, I thoroughly enjoyed it because I like playing this type of game. And also, since I played Heavy Rain before, I knew right on like how to play this game and how finding items and really being a completionist is a really important thing for these types of games.
0: This is a David Cage game, right? This is a
1: David Cage game, yes. Okay,
0: Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yes. I a feeling it was.
1: Yeah. I mean, I- I'll say this. Part of the fun of this game is, I mean, you don't have to be a completionist. You could technically find, like, zero clues or find half of the clues, and you could still go on with the story. And the beauty of Detroit... And just, like, Quantic Dream games is that the player choices determine a different ending and a different path. But there's, like, Whoa. straight up, like, 20 paths that you could possibly get in the That's end. That's cool. Like, That's awesome. I-, I remember back in high school when I platinumed Heavy Rain, I there were a lot of endings that I had to do that I, like, didn't even think were possible And obviously when you play the actual game, so the demo only has one featured player, his name's Connor, one of the androids and his name's Connor. And then Mm. the actual game has three characters. And like, for example, at any point you can be like just halfway through the game and one of your characters could die and they'll be permanently dead. Like for the rest of, for the next half of the game. Oh, wow. Yeah, so like that that was a, that was a thing with Heavy Rain too where like you had four characters to play off of and one character could straight up die early <laughs> already.
0: Oh wow. Yeah. weren't there like 18 different endings for Heavy Rain?
1: Yeah, something like that, 18, 20. Um there there were a lot of endings.
0: <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah.
1: I actually but- um it was so I guess when I first played Heavy Rain, um, because uh, I, I've been a completionist for a long time, so it was mm-hmm. really important for me to like try and get as many of the mm-hmm. objects as possible. So I th- I actually think the first time I played Heavy Rain, I got what you would call the perfect ending, and ma- meaning that this was like the highest possible, like um, highest possible success ending that you could get.
0: Like a good ending, like a did- good, it was
1: a it was a good ending when you weigh oh, okay. it, and then good, so good. it was funny because when I had because the what's nice about platinuming platinuming that game was that you didn't have to start from the beginning; you can just start at the chapter to... and that you need to like, for example, find a different clue or choose a different answer to a question to steer you in a different direction for your ending, and since I got. Okay the good ending from the beginning progressively getting to the worst endings i was like oh my god i didn't realize how depressing this game (laughs) was if i chose like if i chose a different thing granted the game is pretty sad already but like oh i like you know it actually i genuinely think that previously playing that game it affected my experience the fact that I got a pretty decent good ending like if I uh, if I got a bad ending the fir- in my first playthrough I honestly don't know how I would have felt about that game in the end
0: did you platinum heavy rain
1: oh I yeah I platinum
0: heavy rain so since you play the demo for Detroit are you gonna buy buy it when it comes out like the full game
1: I've I've been planning on buying detroit for quite some time uh the demo actually solidified for me that i'm definitely going to buy the game
0: gotcha yeah that's awesome
1: yeah there's a there's a um there's a lot more depth to the clue finding uh than there was because in then in heavy rain because they're dealing with androids and more advanced technology so there's actually so in the demo there's actually a part where like say there's like a crime scene, and you're trying... There's three clues in the crime scene.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Total. At any point, by the way, you can exit the crime scene and not find all the clues. You see, that's, like, that's like one of the things where it's, like, it's up to the player whether they want to go through this entire process or not. So you can yeah. find all three clues or you could just not find any at all and just completely ignore that. And then... Um it's crazy because since um and Robo Android Cop um programming af- if say you found all the three clues of the specific scene it actually has a a mechanic called reconstruct where you can reenact the crime scene
0: Ooh, so, so the it's future f-
1: yeah the future so very futuristic it's very fleshed out in that way which I think it's a good thing. I like it. Cool. It It's a more it's something more than to what heavy rain was previously.
0: Right, right. And I think that's really cool because obviously you're, each iteration of a game, even if it's not a sequel, should build upon its predecessors and make it somewhat better or unique in its own way.
1: Exactly. And I think that this game's this demo so far did a really good job of doing that
0: awesome i'm glad to hear that
1: oh i have a kind of fangirl moment oh uh, real quick go on okay go on. so i posted on my instagram that i just finished the demo and uh-huh. then this guy comments on my and i hashtagged it detroit and this guy comments on it and he goes did you did you save the fish by the way? And it's a reference to the demo and the scene that I specifically played with, where um, you pass by a fish tank and there's a fish on the ground. Okay. And straight up, one of the options is save the fish, like put it back in its tank, or ignore yeah. it.
0: <laughs> oh wow.
1: Yeah. So it was kind. It's kind of funny like that. Um. So. I saved the fish because I just did everything.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 of course.
1: Because why not? And then I go to I uh, the guy who commented that I go to his Instagram, and he's actually the voice actor for Connor, the main one of the three main characters of Detroit.
0: No fucking way!
1: So he actually commented on my Instagram, and I even really? screenshotted it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. That's amazing. Oh yeah. wow.
1: So it's actually it's actually him. His name's Brian Dechart and um I knew that the game was basing the faces of the characters off of the actual voice actor. But uh-huh. it, it's crazy when I went to his actual Instagram I was like, "Oh wow. They really they did an excellent job here." <laughs> yeah. That's cool. So that was really exciting. Uh and that, that's all I have to say about Detroit.
0: Cool. Yes. Well, I'm glad you're loving it so far. I mean, please update us as you go along.
1: The good news is the demo was straight up only 17 minutes for me to complete. So, that's it.
0: Wow. <laughs> for... You saved that fish in <laughs> yeah. that 17 minutes.
1: Yes. save that fish. That's it for at least two weeks. The game comes out on the 25th.
0: Awesome. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I hope that... Uh, if you do buy it, please update us. We'd yes. love to hear more about it.
1: We'll do. What are you, What are you playing right now?
0: I'm straight up only playing Yakuza Six. I'm super dedicated to that game. And before I go into it, I will mention that Elisa and I did a very special playthrough of the game last week. If you're listening to that the the podcast this week or the week after, um, uh, I'll I'll make a a post on the on the blog. If you go to downtime dot live, um. Look for the Yakuza Six playthrough where Elisa and I sit down together in person, and we record ourselves playing the uh, first hour or so of Yakuza Six. The beginning is a little slow because it's just us like chatting, and then there's just uh, like what like like forty minutes of cutscenes. But towards the end is when it gets better, and we actually do start doing stuff. Like I start playing arcade games, and Elisa starts playing karaoke. Karaoke, yes. Yeah, and all all we're doing all of this while um, drinking Japanese whiskey that I bought from Japan in January, uh, in the special premium edition glasses, which are awesome with the little ice tone, a little ice stones in it too, which is a nice touch. And, uh, we're eating a large pl- like, like platter of tempura <laughs> while doing all of this. So, uh, yeah, come, come check the video out. I'll make a, I'll make a post on the blog about it and you guys should come check it out at Live. Uh, Are you still eating the tempura that you got, or did you finish all of it?
1: Oh, I I finished it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I demolished it. It's so good. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, so I'm still playing Yakuza 6. I don't want to get into too many spoilers, since I know you're going to start playing that soon, after you finish 5. I don't know about soon, but after you finish 5. So um, I will say that... Uh, i'm in this part of the i'm on chapter six so i'm halfway through as as far as I yeah
1: know. there's like 13 chapters or so right or yeah yeah okay.
0: yeah 13 because there's 12 and there's like an epilogue so uh yeah so i'm i'm halfway through it's getting pretty juicy so far like really juicy um
1: do you know who and- the baby daddy is Yes. Oh, oh! I didn't realize you find out that soon. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I believe, I believe, I we have found the father. Ah. Uh, but it gets spicy. It is really juicy, and I don't want to go. I don't want to go on from there because I want you to experience it, and I want you to tell me after you play it. Nice. Uh, okay. But I will talk about a sub story that I thought was hilarious that they added. The sub story is called Like, Comment, and Subscribe.
1: Like, comment, and subscribe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it's Kiryu meets a YouTuber.
1: Oh, that's amazing! Way to be straight up. <laughs> way to be um, current.
0: Yeah, it's very, it's very current. And are the, they mukbang? the guy? No, no, no. It's a dude. He's literally standing in Theater Square, and he has a selfie stick with a phone attached, and he's talking to the camera. Like, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty on point too. <laughs> so the way he, ta- he the way he talks to the camera is very akin to a lot of Japanese YouTubers. In Japanese, because of course you know all the voice actors are Japanese, so he's speaking to the camera like he's speaking Japanese, like he's like a Japanese YouTuber. I follow a couple Japanese YouTubers, and they talk exactly like he does. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, like this is really on point. But the best part is the subtitles. The the localization team, honestly, shout out to you guys. Mm. You guys are awesome because the way they the way they portrayed him, and I don't want to spoil too much, was awesome. Because there's a point where, uh, there's three segments to his his substory, there's a segment where he goes to Yoshida Batting Cages and he's like, hey guys, I'm here at Yoshida Batting Cages, we're gonna see um, if I can hit the fastest balls of the world and then a ball that like, comes out at blinding speeds hits him in the forehead and he's like, oh, that hurts oh my god, that hurts so badly let's do it again <laughs> and what? Kiryu's like, stand- <laughs> yeah, I know yeah, Kiryu's standing off to the side like, what the hell is this guy doing, is he serious? And then another ball comes flying at this YouTuber and hits him straight in the balls and he's on the ground, like, healing over, like, oh, my God, that hurts so much. He's like, did you guys see that? And then Kiryu's like, he's really serious.
1: Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> and then this, the one of the workers of the batting cages comes out. He's like, hey, what the hell are you doing out here? You you got to get out of here. You're not supposed to be out here. <laughs> and he's like, I got to get the shot. <laughs> it's so wow. funny. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And This is probably one of my favorite sub-stories in this game so far. Nice. So, uh, yeah, no, I just want to give a shout out to the localization team for really like capturing what it's like to be, well, not what it's like, but like the essence of a YouTuber in a video game, like a Japanese YouTuber, because yeah. the, the, the dialogue was on point. Like the subtitles were like Terrace House quality on point.
1: Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good.
0: Yeah. Or even better, like the local, the localization team for Sega in the United States is really really good. I mean, like they—they're very interactive with the audience too.
1: I mean, think about the amount of dialogue that they had to translate. That's like about an eighty-hour experience of translating. Right. Yeah. So you—you got to be dedicated to some extent.
0: After translating for Terrace House on my end, like the the Terrace House that we did, holy shit, dude! Like I would not be able to do a game. Like a movie is hard in itself. Like we spent like at least 24 hours translating that an 80 hour game. Like, no, I I don't know if I could do that. (laughs) That's insane.
1: It's, it's interesting. Like say like you're an English major, like you're international relations major and like in college or in high school, you just so happened. You like, you're required to learn another language. And then Mm. all of a sudden, like one of your, and it's a job that people don't think about, but you could be a translator. (laughs)
0: yeah no it translating pays really good money depending on the kind of work that you go into for translating so uh honestly like it's it's a good field like everyone everyone thinks that translating is a hard job which it is but any job is a hard job if you think about it and uh translate if you have a knack if you're bilingual and you have a knack for it like honestly do the world a favor like translate stuff translate anything like just like people are gonna watch or read it so please do it
1: yeah i was about to say that like Especially because of globalization, people want translated TV shows and video games and movies. And actually, like, really random plug, but I think it pays a little bit to do amateur translating too on, uh, certain websites that will, uh, show, c- that will broadcast, uh, international dramas. So.
0: Yes. Um. That's true. But yeah. Uh Yeah, no, so again, huge shout out to the localization team at Sega because uh, they're releasing Yakuza Kiwami 2 at the end of this year and that game only came out at the end of last year, December 2017, I think. So the fact that it's releasing so soon is mind-boggling to me because they just came off of 6 and 6 came out two years ago. Yes. So the fact that it took them two years to translate this game and it's only taking them less than a year to translate this, the, the next game after it, like mm-hmm. wow like step they stepped up their game hard
1: oh yeah oh
0: yeah and the fact the that, that, like the yakuza fans like we we're, we're all hungry for more yakuza content so obviously we're going to buy the shit out of that, out of that game so <laughs> my advice to all the fans are um play yakuza and we'll actually talk about something special later regarding yakuza right yes so at the end of the podcast we'll mention it but yeah honestly play the yakuza games the only way that we're going to get more is if you vote with your dollar and buy Yakuza 0, start there, buy Yakuza Kiwami, and then you can choose to buy any of the other games for PS3 if you happen to own a PS3. Um, and yeah, no, buy 6, play on PS4. Like You don't, you can actually catch up from the main menu of 6 from all the different games and you just play 6 like normally. Yep, yep, So I think it's really cool. Although I will say that they don't feature 0, on the menu screen for 6. So I'm like, okay. So I think it's because they want you to play 0, which, honestly, 0 is is a packed game. And I can't stress that enough. And I've mentioned this, we've mentioned this so many times on the podcast before, Yakuza 0 is stacked. There's so much stuff to do in Yakuza 0. So also replayability is high for Yakuza 0.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: So yeah, definitely check that out. And that's all I am playing right now, Yakuza 6.
1: Nice you can get a, we to you e- can get a chicken, you can befriend a chicken in Yakuza zero just saying. yeah and that can, that, <laughs> that
0: chicken that chicken can run your uh what your uh real estate real estate game. agency yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just says cluck cluck I'm like, oh my god <laughs> <laughs> but, because there's usually a little description of the character, and the character just says cluck cluck for the chicken, I'm like, really, and the chicken's actually a good real estate agent for your for your set so Get that chicken, but it's really hard to get that. It is kind of hard to get that chicken, though. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) It's like what ten strikes at the bowling alley.
1: Yeah, you gotta get a turkey.
0: Yep, but they give you a chicken. That was hilarious. (laughs) Uh yeah, so should we go into? 3 leaks? Yeah. Because they're a leaky, leaky machine right now.
1: So, it's been weird for E3. Granted, um, it's about to come out in less than a month, so obviously the rumors are going to come out, but in... So there's a few plot twists here. Plot twist number one. uh, Walmart posted up a... um, like They were listing different games and placeholders for releases that are coming out in the future. <laughs>
0: and yeah.
1: Some of these freaking releases include Borderlands 3 and Just Cause 4 and Ugh. and like uh, was Battlefield 5 announced in that leak too? Or
0: No, it was not. No, 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 well, no. it was I think it was, I don't know actually. But uh Yeah.
1: There was oh, sure. Gears of War 5, I think.
0: Okay, that makes yeah,
1: sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. but yeah, it was just, like, weird, because it's like, what the heck? Wa- of all things Walmart.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, alright, so someone fucked up at Walmart, and they yeah. probably got fired, let's <laughs> be honest.
1: Uh, so that was- like, shit, dude. That was amazing. I was like, wow, who would have thought Walmart, like, taking it for the team?
0: Right, of all the, of all the companies, I know. Walmart.
1: That being said- Oh my god, there's a Borderlands 3 coming out. I mean, anyone could have guessed that that was eventually going to happen, but it's it's happening. So, um I'm excited. It's hilarious because I think the, the um one of the uh directors of Borderlands 3 had to make an announcement and was like Borderlands 3 is not going to be at E3. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're
0: like, oh, whoa, whoa. everyone calm your shit. I know, I'm just
1: like, <laughs> oh, okay then. <laughs> like,
0: way to shoot down our hopes and dreams. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you know what? That's fine. The fact that he said it, does that confirm it? I don't think so, but it's it's probably going to come out, it's probably going to be announced at E3, but it will not be like shown in any const- extensive capacity.
1: Yeah. I don't even know if Gearbox is attending E3.
0: I don't think so. Because if they're
1: not, then, then, then it really won't be announced. But if they are going to attend, it's going to be like, I guess, okay. <laughs> yeah,
0: like, uh, we got leaked out, so do we y- y'all still got room? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: And then, on top of other leaks, um, Nintendo has actually quite a few leaks that just happened yesterday. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Nintendo. See, Nintendo's usually tight-lipped about what they talk about, but for some reason, they got leaked out. So some of the games that were leaked were Punch Out, which I'm surprised. Uh, Metroid, that we already knew about. That Far Emblem, Yoshi's Island, Star Fox. I was like, holy shit, Star Fox, F Zero. And then, um, there was some cover art leaked for the two new Pokemon games that are coming out for the Switch. Yeah, which... Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. So, apparently, these are uh, are mainline Pokemon games, but they're different from what you're used to. They're not named after Jewel or anything like that, or a color. They're like... I don't know what they are, to be honest, but I'm excited to find out.
1: So, according to some articles, um... Pokemon Pikachu is going to be closely related to, like, kind of like a spiritual remake of Pokemon Yellow, but it's going to have the Pokemon Go capability of it, which makes oh. me want, and it's going to be on Switch, though, but it, it also makes hmm. me wonder, like, I wonder if, like, Niantic's actually working on this, because that would be quite interesting. Um, I, Right, right. It's been a long time since I played a Pokemon game. But God I love Eevee. Eevee's like one of the best Pokemon. So uh, so versatile. The, so
0: The fact the fact that the hundred and fifty originals are still so relevant with all these other Pokemon added onto it is astounding to me because Eevee's so cute.
1: Eevee can turn into a Flareon, which is my favorite Pokemon novel of all time.
0: So Ooh, there you go. I know. There you go, people. You heard it. Send your Flareon fan art to Elisa.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but
1: yeah, uh that's gonna be I'm j I'm curious what that is. So Nintendo will have a quite an interesting E3 to talk about.
0: Absolutely. So we'll see if these rumors are true, which they probably oh, are. Oh yeah, they're, they're, um, they're true. <laughs> yeah. Which means there's a deeper hole in my wallet yeah. because I want to buy all this stuff. See, the only thing they didn't talk about was Animal Crossing, and that's the number one game that I want to buy so badly yeah. on my Switch. But uh, maybe it'll be announced. Maybe that's the one thing that a Nintendo didn't get leaked out. But, maybe. But uh, we'll see. I mean, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for when, whatever Nintendo's going to talk about. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, I'm looking forward to Nintendo's press conference at E3. Yeah, same here. Can't believe it's next month, too.
1: Oh, yeah um yeah i i i still can't believe i attended it last year but
0: yeah no i can't believe that either
1: i know but i'm not attending it this year just because i have other work obligations but um makes sense yeah i'm really excited to read up on everything that happens and watch the live streams so
0: yeah, likewise. So I'll, we'll both be keeping up the news, and like yeah. we did last year, we're gonna do a little E3 uh, podcast breakdown. But also, we'll talk about it before E3 happens. We'll talk about it after E3. Maybe, hell, we might even do a podcast during E3. Yeah. Who knows?
1: I have a good, I have a good feeling about this E3 because I I felt that because I I've been watching E3 for a while, and I've yeah. I've been feeling that the past two years of E3 have not necessarily been new announcements. But they've been games that have been already announced, and it's just providing more demos on it.
0: Right. And yeah.
1: Yeah, but now I'm feeling more positive because this year, a lot of those games have finally come out, (laughs) and I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, all right, so now we got a new playground.
0: I I agree. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean. To me, E3 was always a place of announcements, and not really a place of like this is what we've been working on. Yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like a bunch of sales that lead up to Black Friday, and all the sales on Black Friday were all the sales that were already happening before. It's like why did I why did I have to wait for this day? I could have just bought them before that.
1: Exactly. So
0: that's that's how I feel. I mean, while I am happy that we get to see more of games, like come on, Kingdom Hearts, like come on, just 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 give us a release date. You know, like it's like. That's what I'm. That, that's the only thing that's gonna come out of that is like a release date, right? But huh. other than other than that, I mean, yeah, right. I don't we'll know about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, yeah, no. To be honest, I I don't have high hopes for anything crazy gonna be announced. Like, I want to see more ghosts of Tsushima. I want to see a release date for uh, uh, Shenmue. Like, just just give me stuff that I already know. Just gi- just give me some peace of mind. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, we'll see. I will say this though about Kingdom Hearts. Um, Utara Hikaru just announced that the th- theme song for Kingdom Hearts 3 is going to drop on
0: June 27th. I did not hear about that, and thank you for telling me. I'm getting hyped. Yeah, so I mean,
1: <laughs> who knows? We'll see what happens.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: All right. So that's it for the E3 leaks, I believe, and you can always post on the Discord or shoot us an email or shoot us a comment if we missed any E3 news.
0: Oh yeah, um one more thing I want to talk about E3 was a uh Trevor Noah. Well, it's not really E3 related, but Trevor Noah on his Twitter made a little video oh, yeah. of uh Battlefield um Battlefield 5. He basically uh Talked about how he's gonna host the EEA event or Battlefield event, yeah. And that um, at the end of the video, he held up a little mug he's drinking coffee out of or whatever, and it had the, a V symbol on it. Now all the all the the fanboys freaked out, and I'm like, all right, cool, that's cool. Like uh, Battlefield Five, I've I've been a Battlefield fan, but not like a diehard one. Um, so this is pretty exciting because I'm excited to see where they take the series now. I mean, to be honest, I'm always, I'm always a fan of, like, wherever... Like, it's like the Assassin's Creed franchise. Mm-hmm. I, like, I like the settings that they go on, but I'm not necessarily a fan of the games. Yeah. With, battle- with Battlefield... It's an EA property, so of course, when you look, when you think of EA, you think of microtransactions and the whole Star Wars fiasco. So people are are actually not pre-ordering the game just yet, or whenever those are announced. I don't, I don't expect a lot of people to pre-order it because they learned from last time. Well, I mean, like let's put it this way: the people who are aware aware of the Star Wars Battlefront 2 fiasco will probably not pre-order it. Um, but those who are not aware of it are probably still going to order the game anyways cuz they don't care. They they love Battlefield and you know more power to you, vote with your wallet. Um but ever, there's a lot of speculation about Battlefield 5 either being in World War 2, which be which would be like a, a, an answer to Call of Duty's World War 2 call because Call of Duty went back to World War 2, what if Battlefield went back to World War 2, which I don't like. Th- because-
1: I think I so uh, I don't necessarily think there's too many World War II games. I think there's too many World War II games happening at once.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that was an issue before. It's like the whole zombie thing. Yeah, there was a whole phase when everyone was making World War II games, and now there's there was a phase when everyone was making zombie games. Now everyone's making battle royale games. So yeah, you know, it's it's just like I I don't mind if there's another World War II game. I, I don't mind revisiting. I don't mind playing that uh that series again in that time period because everyone's thinking it's f- like it's the V symbol because you know the Winston Churchill the whole like V for victory you know the peace sign I see with, you know you- yeah so people think it's because of that but there's others that are speculating it's Vietnam you know Battlefield V 5 for Vietnam wow uh, V for Vietnam Oh my so, god Yeah I mean that would be cool too to be honest like honestly a new Battlefield game that it's 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 pretty cool to me. I might buy this one if it's World War 2, to be honest. So, we'll see.
1: I did not read um, okay. So, I don't play Battlefield obviously. So, this entire time when you were telling me V, I thought it was the Roman numeral for 5.
0: It is. That's exactly what it oh. is. That's what they mean, too. Oh. So it could have it has multiple meanings. I obviously. see. Uh, aside from being the fifth mainline game, technically it's the sixth, but it is the fifth mainline game. Got it. Um, and uh, yeah, no, it it could be, it could be V. It is V for five, but it could be V for victory for the the peace sign, or it could be V for Vietnam. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Uh, we'll find out. We'll we'll find out more on May twenty third. I think is when the the press conference is. All right. Um, so I talked a little about a whiskey earlier, how we drank Japanese whiskey during the special playthrough of Yakuza Six. Yes. And uh, I told you, Elisa, this was it yesterday or two days ago. Two I days forget. ago. It was two two days ago. Wow, I can't believe it's been so long. <laughs> that uh, so Elisa and I drink Japanese whiskey right now. Suntory is in the process of stopping the. Production and selling of two of their whiskeys. One is called Hakushu 12 Year. It's a 12 year 12 year aged whiskey, and the other one is Hibiki 17 Year, which is a 17 year aged whiskey. And they're both very, uh, they're very smooth whiskeys. I've had actually, I've had both before, and the Hakushu 12 Year is actually my favorite Japanese whiskey of all time. Um, and when they announced that it was going out of circulation, I had I enacted really quickly like a mutual friend told me that hey like did you hear on the news that Huck was going out, out of sale and I was like holy shit I need to go grab some so that morning I was checking around different liquor stores in downtown San Francisco and I saw that BevMo had it on Van Ness station not Van Ness station on Van Ness the the BevMo there carried eight in stock and that was gone in like 10 minutes wow so people people were like jumping on it. And then I I asked around. I called up a, a bunch of other places and then one person recommended me a store called Cask in the Rincon Center in downtown San Francisco. Shout out to them because they carried 8 in stock and I bought hey, one. Shout out to them. I was like, "Oh, Rincon thank you, you guys are the Right? So that was that was pretty sweet. And then um after I bought it, I was having lunch with my coworkers and then one of my coworkers was like, "Hey, uh, you should buy two more because I was telling her that I had this dilemma when I was like, I want to drink it, but I also want to keep it. I don't want to open it. And she's like, you should buy two more, one to sell, one to keep, because in the future, I mean, it's going to go up in price. Like, this, this is not going to be available for the next 12 years. Yeah. Like, this, the, the hawkshoe 12-year will stop selling next month in June of this year. Yeah. And the Hibiki 17 will stop selling in September of this year. So... I bought two more, so I have three total. Nice. <laughs> so I'll be drinking one, keeping one, and uh, selling one. So if anyone is interested, I will sell you this you bottle. You know what's really random and crazy you. to
1: me? It's basically telling people, Hey, so you know that I, you know that whiskey I told you takes 12 years to age? Well, we're running out. So you got to wait another 12 <laughs> years, by the way. <laughs>
0: That's that's honestly what's happening, and it's real. It it's it's insane. It's it's like the stupidest thing, but also like the it's also the craziest thing because you literally have to wait twelve years for another batch to come out. Yeah, like like we'll be we'll be thirty six. Oh no, not thirty six. <laughs> what am I saying? We'll be thirty eight. My God. When that comes out, so maybe we'll have kids. You know, maybe we'll be married. Who knows? The future, the future is in our hands. But uh, no, it's uh, J- Japan is literally in a whiskey shortage. <laughs> and to give some brief history, it's because in 2014 there was a TV drama that came out citing one of the founders of Japanese whiskey, and then um, at the same time the Yamazaki 18 year was given world recognition for being one of the smoothest, smoothest whiskeys in the world. I had the pleasure of drinking the 12 and the 18 year from the Yamazaki and those are very, very good, although they are not my favorites despite their recognition. Um, so yeah, around that time, Japanese whiskey started to blow up and it became this like, kind of hipster, snobby thing to own one or to talk about it, to, to drink it, to, you know, just to, to bask in it and, I thought it was the dumbest thing ever until I tasted one, and I was like, holy shit, no wonder everyone loves it. Now, if you go to any bar, any high-end bar, any like mid-tier bar, some, even some of the lower-end you'll see... Can you imagine how bars, much a glass see... is going to be in the future? Oh, Lord. Oh, my God, yeah. Glasses now are already expensive. Like, if you go to any high-end mid-tier or even lower-tier bar, you'll still see, you'll, you'll see bottles of Japanese whiskey hanging there. And I remember my girlfriend and I went to a bar on top of the Hilton downtown San Francisco cityscape bar and a glass of Hawkshu 12 year. I remember this very fondly. It was $18.
1: Yeah. A glass, That is just
0: a glass. (laughs) And the bottle itself is 85. And I I mean, I'd rather just buy the bottle at that point because I would want to want more anyways. So, uh, yeah, I mean, to your point, it's going to be super expensive. Oh, Totally. In the future, and I'm not looking forward to that because, I mean, like I just talked about, whiskey snobs—people who talk about whiskey all the time. Like I, 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 don't want to talk about whiskey all the time because, although it is something I love and it's something I'm st- like, I'm still a novice in. Then getting like I'm starting to get into, uh, Japanese whiskey is great, and I think it's. Uh, I can't say it's underrated because it already has world renown, but uh, I, I like it a lot, and I, I'm not going to say that I I am not a fan and I'm not a hater. I, I love it, and <laughs> I think it's it's great. I, but I will say that my favorite scotch in the world, because Japanese whiskey is a, in itself based a lot on a lot of European flavors and tastes, my favorite scotch in the world is Lafroig, Lafroig 10-year. That is still my number one, and doesn't come close to the Japanese ones. So there you go. But it's actually kind of funny. Lafroig itself is owned by a Japanese company, <laughs> which is... A monopolization... Which I, which I,
1: is monopolization.
0: Of whiskey, right? So, uh, yeah. Long story short, um, Suntory Suntory bought Jim Beam. Jim Beam is an American company, Kentucky uh, Kentucky owned, or was, I have no it was, idea. Uh, started in Kentucky. I, I have no it's okay. Idea. No, I'm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I had to read out about this because I was so confused why Suntory owned Lafroy, oh. <laughs> uh, like a Scot, like a Scottish company, like a son- a Japanese company owned a Scottish company. Uh, so yeah, no, uh, Jim Beam bought. Lefroy, like in 2011 and then in 2014 Suntory bought Jim Beam and that's why they also own Laphroaig. So tying it back to Yakuza the reason why that you can find real life scotch and whiskey European and Japanese in Yakuza 6 and all Yakuza games is because Suntory was the only beverage company that allowed product placement in the Yakuza games. Because every other game in the Yakuza series, or I'm sorry, every other company in the Yakuza series that um, the producers of the Yakuza game reached out to, they didn't want their products listed in the game because they didn't like the nature of the game. If that makes sense. Because the game is about organized crime in Japan and it's kind of a touchy subject. Um, But Suntory was like, you know what? You can list our drinks in there. It's fine. You can put Lefroig, You can put Hibiki. You know. You could. You could put our stuff in there. They even have like the Boss Coffee in all of the uh, in all the vending machines, which I thought was a really nice touch because I do like Boss Coffee a lot. The little canned coffees. So, yeah, that's that's my Hokshu whiskey story. I I bought three bottles of my favorite whiskey. Very nice. <laughs> and I spent I spent over two hundred dollars eh. on it. <laughs> My I oh my god I I'm crying a little bit but I like I like that whiskey a lot yeah so I think I think it's a justified purchase yeah um so did you want to go into our other Yakuza special thing or should we go into comments we only have one comment so, so um I actually beat, have yeah.
1: one announcement a uh, news announcement to make that I totally realized that I read but I forgot to put or f- forgot to talk about oh it yet. yeah so let's, let's okay. do so um PlayStation uh, actually announced that. By the end of this year, or like, more like February 2019, so by February 2019, they're going to stop production of physical games for the PS Vita. Meaning Mm. that you cannot buy physical copies of PS Vita games anymore after February 2019.
0: I'll be honest. I didn't even know they still made PSV. You know,
1: games. <laughs> so this is like the interesting trajectory of PS Vita because I actually still play my Vita because, mm-hmm. and this is it's weird. So, um, the PSP was actually really popular and really good in internationally, both in Japan and in the United States for quite some time,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Um, mm-hmm. and then. PS Vita came out and it also came out at the same time as the Nintendo 3DS. Ish. Ah. And then the biggest issue with the PS Vita is that a lot of the hard game, hard copy games required a like very specific type of memory, it, memory card. It's like how
0: iPhone has a specific type of charger. I don't remember that, because I, I owned a 3DS at the time, so that's probably why I didn't really think about PlayStation's Vita at the yeah. time. Yeah,
1: it's it's just odd, because after so much support for the PSP, they didn't support the next PS Vita. And, um, and you'd think that it's kind of a no-brainer that, hey, a handheld is actually a really good idea for certain type of titles. But, like, I feel, yeah, like, in my yeah. opinion, I feel like the handheld is a really perfect thing if you're playing a long game.
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree. it's
1: like an excellent idea. So,
0: I honestly I think the Switch right now is is a is a near perfect console because you can dock it and play it on your TV or you can just carry it with you and play wherever. Yeah. And so that's that's to your point like honestly if you're playing something like Xenoblade Chronicles or Breath of the Wild and you don't want to sit at home and play it, or you have to go somewhere taking the bus or the train. Just take it with you. It's great.
1: A lot of JRPGs specifically were hopping onto this console and this handheld. One of them specifically being Persona 4 Golden, the remake of the PlayStation 2 game. I, you know, it's weird because I don't think Sony is going to have a handheld or, like, is going to try to compete with the Switch. But it's weird to me because they have, because, like, obviously, like, they're not afraid of competition. Their console competes with Microsoft. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's yeah. kind of like, obviously they're scared of losing out to Nintendo, but it's just kind of like, well, I mean, then you just gotta be better than Nintendo, just like you do with the regular yeah. console, you know? <laughs> and it's just weird because PlayStation has all the
0: tools. I thought it was cool because my roommate also had a Vita, and like my past roommate, and he was able to play Destiny on his Vita via his PlayStation yeah, so 4. Yes, you can use it as a controller. So thought, yeah, so I thought that was really cool because he could play it from anywhere. Like one time he was away back in his hometown, and I was sitting in our apartment, and I just heard his PS4 were up, and then it just came on, and I was like, what the fuck is yeah. going on? And he's like, he texted me, he's like, oh yeah, I'm playing Destiny. I'm like, oh, okay, what does that mean? Yeah. But uh, the, he told me after. But no, I think it's it, it like the fact that the Vita could do that is is really cool, you know. Like the fact that because like not everyone owns both the Vita and a PS4, but if you do own both, uh, more power to you.
1: I think Sony's gonna invest in the VR headset route now versus the handheld, which is kind of unfortunate. I think that if they weren't trying to be so special with the with certain parts of the PS Vita that made it more expensive, it would have been more successful.
0: No, I, I agree. I agree that they honestly should. They they're probably still going to stick with uh, doing VR stuff because that's what the market is right now. Although, yeah, no one, no one. It, it seems like no one really wants to touch where Nintendo's going with their handheld yeah. stuff. Also, the fact that Nintendo has so many exclusives and also. Uh, other games you can play on the Switch, you can play on the PS4 and Xbox, so it gives more reason to buy a Switch for some users, since you can play Skyrim and Doom and, you know, all- alongside, like, uh, Dark Souls yeah. and Mario Mario Kart, all these other stuff. So it's like, why Nintendo is still one of the big three, but now they have the big three yes. titles, which is great. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Alright, so to end the podcast, we have a special announcement. And
0: Before that, one comment from Hooded Dude. Yes. Uh, We have one comment from Hooded Dude. Shout out to Hooded Dude. You're awesome. Thanks for always commenting yes. on our stuff and joining our Discord. Join our Discord, by the way. We'll talk about that later. Yes. Uh, he commented on Podcast 50. Hall of Fame podcast, and he said the conversation about the girl videos at the 16 minute mark in Yakuza Zero was hilarious, <laughs> but they're longer. Oh my God. That was a reference to what I was telling Elisa last time. Um, basically, there are, there's like you can go to an internet cafe in Yakuza Six and live chat, quote unquote, with these girls, and they basically strip down to almost nothing. And uh, the Lord. videos in Yakuza Zero. <laughs> the The videos in Yakuza Zero are of the girls wearing like bikinis and swimsuits, and they're just like smiling and winking at the camera. Yeah. But the videos in Yakuza Six are much longer, and uh, yeah, they're also porn stars. <laughs> that was that was the <laughs> comment that I made. And why do I know that? Uh, you know, I did my research. I looked up I looked up facts about the game, Elisa. Uh huh. You know, I'm I'm all right. I'm curious. Okay, maybe I looked up their names. Maybe I did. Okay. Just to see what. Google would God. search. Maybe it was Bing. Maybe it was Bing that I uh-huh. looked up. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm not. Look, okay. Hey, I'm I'm a, I'm a man. All right. Okay. <laughs> to <Just saying. Yes. laughs> Yeah, you're judging me. I could feel your voice judging. Oh no! Me.
1: Why would you think that? <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're done with this. We're done with this comment. Thank <laughs> you, no, it, dude. you, dude. Thank you, dude. As always. You're solid. Keep on keeping on, man.
1: Alright, so I actually have... uh, So Jeremy and I have a special announcement. Um, If you listen to the podcast, I want to say maybe four episodes ago, you'll find out that I actually have a copy, a steelbook copy of Yakuza Kiwami on me that I didn't actually want because I own the game digitally. And we officially now have set up a giveaway for...
0: Yakuza Kiwami. Yeah. So if you own a PS4 and have not played any Yakuza games, or you just played Zero and you're looking to get Kiwami, um, or if you want, if you just want Kiwami because it's a it's a good ass game and it's got a really cool steel box cover, you know, uh, enter this competition. Yes.
1: Um. Yeah. So it's gonna. So we have it posted on the web. We have it posted on the website downtime.live it's on twitter on our twitter mm. um really there's we don't really have many like guidelines to entering the contest but if you want a copy of Yakuza Kiwami, there's a few things that you have to do
0: so the first one is you must join our discord server which is awesome because we want you we want to talk to you guys again can't stress that enough discord is so cool it's a really cool platform that i wish was around 10 years ago um uh, but i'm happy it's around now um, uh, please l- give us, like, the best way to get a hold of you. Gotta provide your, your first full name, and then your last name and address so that we can mail it to you. Uh, uh...
1: Actually, let's do, let's do, um, email first, and if they win, then we'll get their contact info. Oh, yeah, so yeah. let's just get email at... Yeah. So let's get let's get email address first and then yes.
0: Tell us if you're a new or old Yakuza fan. Uh tell us what your favorite song is in the Yakuza series if you have one. And if you have a question for us as hosts that we can answer on the podcast. Yes. And the full guidelines will all be available on the website as I yep. mentioned before. And so I'll be posting it on my Instagram. And we'll be posting it on Twitter, yes. as we said before. So just announcement that hey, if you if you want to get a copy of this game, let us know. You don't really you don't have to have a PS4 to own this game. Let's be clear. If you just want it, if you just want this game, and you found out about it through us, good on you. And I hope that you're listening to the podcast and that that you just don't want the, a free game from us. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that you actually do listen yes. to the podcast. But uh, yeah, no, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what and happens. then
1: um, I'll pay for shipping. So you know. This is, like, the easiest giveaway ever. <laughs> Easy, <laughs> Easy to, to join. join.
0: Yeah. Um, anything else, Alisa, before we close out? Besides, oh, downtime.live. <laughs> Make sure you go to our website. Oh, downtime. yeah, the giveaway live. is on downtime.live. Yes, that's our website. Just go to www.downtime.live. Yes. And you'll see the blog. You can click on all the, the header links above. To go to our podcast, check out us. Check us out on SoundCloud. Check us out on iTunes, yes. Stitcher, um, and, like any platform and-
1: that has podcasts. We're probably on it, except for Spotify, Especially- because Spotify is very difficult yes. to get on. But
0: <laughs> and if you do get on there, good, good yes. for you. But um, <laughs> uh,
1: but also um, if you had fun listening to this podcast, listen to episode fifty two that is posted at the same time as this, and we do a special episode interview with Benjamin Rivers, who is a kind of like a one-man independent uh, game developer from Canada. So stay... So go ahead and listen to that after this episode. This has been the 51st episode of Downtown Podcast. Have a good
0: night. Later.